everyone welcome to episode 20 of a little nerd music entitled a very supernatural podcast happy 20 episodes christina happy 20 episodes in case you guys haven't figured it out i'm kelly i'm christina <laughs> and we are super stoked to be here celebrating 20 episodes Yay. at least i am <laughs> <laughs> i'm just still amazed we made it to 20 i know right I did not think this was ever going to happen, but yay, I'm excited for it. Um, so I thought we'd start out before fandom news with a little, like, reflection on the last 20 episodes. Um, our favorite moments, favorite discussions, stuff like that. So you want to start, Christina? Um, sure. Well, I see that the first thing we have here is favorite moments. Yes. And... I think that we both agree that one of our favorite moments, I believe made it into the bloopers of that episode, but <laughs> is what we call the bug in my Starbucks fiasco. Oh my god, that was insane. It still grosses me out, too. I just remember literally, like, bending over crying because I was laughing so hard. I was so grossed out because, like, I see one, and then I see another one, and then I saw another one, and I'm like, oh my god! It was really gross. And it, I mean, it had nothing to do with Starbucks, you guys. Don't try and think that, like, oh, Starbucks put bugs in my in my drink. It's because you it left your my, drink out. Yeah, it was my own fault. <laughs> I'm not trying to be mean to Starbucks. I love Starbucks. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was definitely my favorite moment, too. I enjoyed that. But then there's also the um, missing episode that no one has ever heard. <laughs> I think just in general, like, Christina and I have so much fun that you guys just don't get to hear because we just, like, go off on crazy tangents that, like, just go on for, like, 30 minutes. And they're either just us giggling or become very, very inappropriate. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like, I don't know how many times you have had to, like, cut out my being inappropriate. <laughs> But it all starts off with you saying something inappropriate, then realizing it's inappropriate, then trying to cover it up with something else that's inappropriate. <laughs> yeah. It's never good. And, yeah. <laughs> Although, I forgot about this, Christina. I didn't put this on our on our um, outline, but one of my other favorite moments is that we got to hang out. Yeah. And do a chalk walk together. That was fun. Yeah. So, I mean, that's. I mean, in the 20 episodes we've done, we've seen each other twice, so it's kind of exciting every I'm, time we get to see each other. I'm actually wearing my chalk walk shirt right now. 
And there were other things. I mean, we had like this whole discussion about whether or not the word tertiary was a real question, a real word. I was really sad. I had to remove that too, but it didn't make <laughs> no. sense once we didn't have three discussions. In there. Yeah. But it was really funny. <laughs> so favorite discussion. I think one of my favorites, and we were talking about this actually today, Christina, was uh, our Comic-Con discussions. And I like how we are scrambling for it because we recorded it literally like an hour after the Supernatural panel finished. Yeah, we did. And that was, I remember sitting there because it was like the middle of the day on a Sunday because Comic-Con was literally still happening. And I had to go like to my parents to record it so like my mom could watch my dog in the middle of the day. Oh, really? Yeah, because I couldn't sit in my apartment in the middle of the day for two hours with my dog just staring at me forlornly. Oh. (laughs) Yeah, that would not be good. No. Susie would have a heart attack. The other episode I liked was our Disney special. Yeah, that was a really good one. I love Disney. I liked talking about all the insane, like, fan theories that there were. Yeah, and actually, I, speaking of which, Finding Nemo is on TV right now, and I was thinking about how all the Pixar movies are related, and I was like, I wonder how Finding Nemo is related to it. I read somewhere about how it was, but I don't remember. I know, but I guess it's like weird. It's like fish. What? It was this whole tie-in about animals evolving, and then that leads into Monsters, Inc. or something like that. So now that we've had enough episode titles, I decided to put in our favorite episode titles. And I put one in, and I thought of a better one. So you go first, Christina. Really? Because the one that you put was my favorite, but you took it already, so I didn't put it. Oh, well, then we will say that we both like this one, and then I'll pick the other one, too. Okay, well, I really liked Marvelous. Yeah, that was the one I wrote down, Marvelous. Um, but the other one I decided I really liked, just because of the like origin of it, was Swimming in the Fountain of Youth. Ah. Uh. Because that was, like, my favorite line in that season of Teen Wolf. Oh, man. Just, like, I don't think it makes sense to anybody else but us, but I laugh just coming up with it. I think we do that most of the time when we're trying to come up with titles for these things. Because we'll go through, like, Starwolf for an episode, and then we'll just hit the one and just, like, burst out laughing. It's like, that's it. Yeah. (laughs) It's true. Like, I think for the first few when we did all the... um, all the premiere episodes that we've done the last few weeks, we had like four different ones for each episode. And then we're like, which one do we think is the funniest? We'll pick that one. <laughs> <laughs> so what was your other favorite one, Christina? I am Groot. Which apparently like 75 other people really like too. Yeah, I don't get that. So who shared the link with all their friends? Because thank you. Yeah, I I can't believe that I Am Groot has so many downloads. It's amazing to me because I've re-listened to it recently and I'm like, I don't know. I don't know why. It's so exciting. Although I did re-watch Guardians of the Galaxy last night and I forgot how amazing that movie is. It is really good. Wait, how'd you watch it? No, it got released in like the digital formats. Oh, okay. It is really good. Yeah. And it was a good episode. I'm just like, what was it that, like, made everyone so excited about that episode? Yeah. But, yeah. Anyway, that was our little homage to our 20 episodes of ALNM, I guess. I thought you were going to say that's our little homage to ourselves. 20 
shut up. <laughs> Whatever, I don't even like you. <laughs> you know you love me. <laughs> anyway. See, this um, is why we didn't think that we would be any good at podcasting. Exactly. Speaking of which, you guys, um, Christina and I ordered ALNM sweatshirts for Christmas, and I'm super excited because hopefully we will be having some merch soon available to those who actually want it. <laughs> well, you ordered them. I'm just mooching. Yeah. I ordered it for Christina for Christmas. Yay. Yay. And um, hopefully when we go to Comic-Con, if we go to Comic-Con next year... We'll have some stuff to hand out, and if you guys are friends with us and want some, I'm sure we can get some to you. <laughs> are you thinking about the peddling our goods thing? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. I was, too, and I specifically didn't say it like that. But the best thing was, like, when you first said it, it wasn't just peddling our goods. You were talking about standing out on the street corner. <laughs> I did not say standing out on the street corner peddling our goods. I said that later when you were like, I'm not peddling my goods. <laughs> oh my god. See, this is why we can't podcast together. <laughs> anyway, let's get into some fandom news. We don't have a lot, actually. I'm really surprised. Because all the shows got canceled last time. <laughs> I know. So, Chris Hemsworth, congratulations, you have been named People Magazine's Sexiest Man Alive 2014. Yay! Did you see his, like, little acceptance speech? No, I did not. Uh, I didn't watch the whole thing, but um, he said something along the lines of about how he got the call saying that he was the sexiest man alive, and he thought, yes, good. <laughs> Who was it before him? Was it Adam Levine? Yeah. Okay. Also hot. I agree with that. A long string of attractive white guys. Yeah. Yeah, we need to get some other people in there other than white guys. On the cover, though, they also had Chris Pratt and Idris Elba. Ooh, Chris Pratt is hot. <laughs> I know you like Idris Elba. Yes. <laughs> I think um, one thing that pushes Chris Hemsworth over the edge over, like, Chris Pratt is the accent. Oh, Yeah. Absolutely. Because this is, of course, an American publication. But I think Chris Pratt being funny helps a lot. Yes. But Just goes to show you that a sense of humor is very attractive. But if you want to know about Chris Hemsworth's sense of humor, you need to watch when he was on the Australian version of Dancing with the Stars. Oh my god, he was on Dancing with the Stars? Dancing with the Stars, Australia. That's awesome. It was amazing. That is amazing. It's on YouTube, so everybody watch it and have a good chuckle. <laughs> on December 14th, ABC will air a Disney on Broadway special celebrating 20 years of Disney musicals on Broadway. There'll be performances by the cast of Aladdin, and then there's going to be a day in the life of the Aladdin original Broadway cast, a day in the life of the Newsies North American tour. Yay! And Yay! And it will be followed by the winter finale of Once Upon a Time. And as I said in the notes, you had me at Newsies. I'm also excited, though, they're going to talk about the creation of Aida, which I really liked. Oh, yeah, that is a Disney, isn't it? Yeah, so they're going to talk about the creation of that. It was written by Elton John and Tim Rice, I believe. Yes, it was. And the original cast had Adam Pascal from Rinse. Yes, it did. 
and Heather Heedy, Heedley, I can't remember her name, but she was know. amazing. Oh yeah, that, you saw that, right? Oh no, it, that was before I was old enough to go to New York. <laughs> you just really like it that I assumed you saw it. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, I went on Thursday night to see Mockingjay Part 1, and um, I'm not going to give away any spoilers because Vanessa, oh, Vanessa, oh my god. <laughs> Why do you always call me by the wrong name? I don't understand this. Sorry. I talk to you as much as anyone. I, you shouldn't mistake other people for me. I'm so sorry. Christina hasn't seen it yet. I just wanted to let you guys know that it's awesome. You should definitely go see it. I think it's even pretty self-explanatory if you haven't read the book, because my sister hasn't read the book, and she seemed to understand everything that was going on. Um, it definitely does not end in the place that you think it's going to end. I've heard that. <laughs> like, for the last, like, 10 or 15 minutes, I'm like, it's going to end here. It's going to end here. It's going to end here. <laughs> but it's really good, and obviously, Jennifer Lawrence is amazing. Woody Harrelson is awesome. And you guys have to go see some of the last performances of um, Plutar Kevinsby. Oh, Philip Seymour Hoffman. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> Everyone did a great job, and I'm so excited for the second one. I can't believe we have to wait an entire year. But we'll talk more in depth about it once Christina sees it, but it's awesome, and you should definitely go see it. I have my movie pass sitting on my desk right next to me, so I will go see it. Oh, also, if you guys like Game of Thrones, Natalie Dormer is in it, and she's awesome. And Gwendolyn Christie, is that her name? She was not in this part. She's in the second part? Mm Mm-hmm. Ah, okay. I love, love, love Natalie Dormer. Pretty sure the guy from Salute Your Shorts is in it, too. Yes! Oh my god, I forgot about that show. I was sitting next to my friend, I'm like, is that the guy from Salute Your Shorts? He's like, I don't know, but I know he's from Mighty Ducks. (laughs) So, I'm not sure if he's from Salute Your Shorts, but he's definitely from Mighty Ducks. Oh, man. So Selfie was yanked from Tuesday night's lineup, and I'm super upset about this, but the creator, Emily Kapnick, announced that the remaining six episodes will be available on Netflix, Hulu, and ABC.com. Okay, I've heard this before from other shows that I like that got canceled, and they never got posted. So, until they well, actually put them online. Yeah, I know. I mean, we had talked about a little bit, Christina, that it might get picked up by another network. Yeah, I'm thinking that it's not going to. I'm so disappointed. I thought it was so good. And I'm annoyed that people now are getting behind it, and I'm like, where were you when they needed viewership? Yeah. But hopefully it'll be on Netflix, Hulu, and ABC.com. We'll let you know if we ever find it there. (laughs) Because I Um, cannot wait to watch it. Yeah, I... (laughs) Sorry, I had already moved on to the next thing, and I'm like, oh, she's being facetious, because I know you don't like the next thing, so I was like, what? Well, I don't know where we are, because we were skipping around in the notes. So, the other thing is that Glee has moved to Fridays, the day where shows go to die. Pretty much. Except for Grimm. Except for Grimm. And Supernatural, that got moved back to Tuesdays. (laughs) But anyway... The season six premiere will be on January 9th, and they'll start with episodes one and two. And in case you guys don't remember, there will only be 13 episodes of Glee this season. 
They are eager to get through that thing, then, aren't they? Yes, I'm sure Fox just wants to get it over with. <laughs> this should be interesting. I really hope Kurt and Blaine end up together, because I'll be really, really angry if they don't. <laughs> Obsessions, Christina. So are we skipping the stuff at the top first? <laughs> yeah, because I figured we'll do it at the bottom. And our secondary discussion. Oh, gotcha. Okay, I get it. I'm good now. Okay, I know where that's we are. why. Yeah. <laughs> so, Christina and I kind of have a mutual obsession that we wanted to share with you guys. <laughs> I'm so embarrassed to even be recording this so that other people can hear it. <laughs> but we are obsessed with the Kim Kardashian Hollywood game. At least I have an excuse. What's your excuse? I played the game before they had Kim Kardashian on it. You, you just played the Hollywood, the stardom Hollywood game? Yeah, well, there were two different versions before, and I played both of them, and they kind of stopped updating them and then would create a new one. So then you'd download the new one, and then it'd st- stop updating, so then I downloaded the new one before I realized, like, Kim Kardashian was on it. And then I figured they were just, like, mooching off her name. I didn't think she was actually involved. Right. And then it started being, like, everywhere on TV. I'm like, what is happening? No, the weird thing is, I just... <laughs> this morning before work, mine updated. And now Chris Jenner is on it, too. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, my God. I know. I know. <laughs> and I know it's terrible, and I won't pay money for it, because I don't want to give Kim Kardashian money. <laughs> but it is super addicting. Oh, man. It's it's a great obsession. <laughs> I did play the other ones, too, but this one's more exciting. Yeah, because they actually put effort into this one. Yeah, like, this one actually, like, you get to do fun stuff, whereas yeah. the other one, it's not as fun. Yeah. The other one, though, there was this short time period where they, like, wanted to capitalize on the nerds or something, so you went to, like, this fake version of, like, Comic-Con, and you did, like, sci-fi movies and stuff. You can still do sci-fi movies in the in the old version. Oh, in the old version, it was like this big build-up storyline to it, though. It was really nerdy and fun. Oh, really? Yeah. That's awesome. I want to go to Comic-Con. I know. That's why we applied. No, I mean on the game. Oh. <laughs> I was like, what? Yeah, I know. The weirdest thing about this game, though, and I have a real problem with this, is that you don't get to, like, when you go to events and stuff, you don't get to bring your significant other, which I think is weird. Like, you can only bring people that will forward your career. Yeah. You can't bring, like, your friends or your significant other or anything like that. Well, you can bring your friends. That's true. I brought you. I brought you, too. (laughs) Our friendship is maxed out on my game. (laughs) Yeah. Mine is, too. Funny story, though. When Christina and I linked our our little game together, (laughs) I was so excited about her being on the game that I accidentally went on a date with her. And now every time I try and bring her somewhere, it's like, you're in a relationship with this person. Are you sure you want to take them to this event? And I'm like, no, I'm not. (laughs) 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 I'm sure it doesn't do that to you. I think it just does it to me because I went on a date with you. Yeah, I never took you on a date. Yeah, I I made that mistake because I didn't know that it was a date. I thought it was just like, we can have lunch. (laughs) Yeah. So anyway, if you're not playing it, you totally should be. Yeah. Yeah, so that was our mutual obsession. Mm-hmm. Shall we get into our main discussion, Christina? I'm ready to go. Okay, 
I'm super excited about this main discussion because this is what brought Christina and I together as friends. Kind of. Other than, other than blood and James Bond and Twilight. There was this, this was the first thing we mutually geeked out about. Yes, exactly. So because it's our 20th episode, we decided to do a little Supernatural episode. So first of all, happy 200 episodes, Supernatural. That is amazing. Yay! I can't believe it got to 200 episodes. I know, it blows my mind sometimes just thinking Seriously. about it. Seriously. Like, when you it's think crazy. about all the shows that haven't made it to 100 episodes and that Supernatural made it to 200, it's just like, mind-boggling. It is, it really is. And we'll get to the 200th, the actual 200th episode later on in our discussion, because Christina just watched it and it's amazing. Yes. But... What was your favorite episode of all 200 episodes, Christina? So, I started watching it because I was sick at home one time, and, oh, it was a break from college. My dad was going to Target and asked if I wanted anything. My mom and I were like, well, that show with the hot guy from Smallville is on sale at Target. Oh my god, he was on Smallville! Yeah. (laughs) So, it's like, can you pick that up and, like, we'll watch it. Just get the first season, because we don't know if we'll like it yet. Because it was, like, 15 bucks or something. So then we started watching it, and we just mainlined episode after episode. But the episode where it really clicked for me, where I really liked the show, I think was Faith. And I believe that's in the first season, right? It's like the sixth episode or something. Yeah, it's pretty early on. Yeah. In the Supernatural special this season, they talked about how Faith is their favorite episode. It really was the first time, like, it kind of clicked as a show about like, family versus a show about, like, Monster of the Week. Yeah. Although I do like the Monster of the Week. Yeah. But you can't have the Monster of the Week episodes without having that underlying, like, connection. Absolutely. The thing I like about Supernatural, too, is that, like, yeah, you can watch it standalone. You can watch a standalone episode, but it means a lot more when you watch the whole thing. Yeah. And I think that's kind of nice like you can come in at any point and understand what's happening because it's kind of like the whole episode is resolved in or the whole conflict is resolved in one episode but at the same time if you've watched it from you know even the beginning of the season you understand like the underlying themes of what's happening i think that's especially true for the first five seasons or so yeah with all the things about family and the apocalypse and Mm -hmm. all that stuff so my favorite episode, I think it has been this for a while, is um, Justin Bellow from season three. That was also a very good episode. Yeah. And um, so much so that they even named their their conventions after it. Mm-hmm. Now their conventions are called JibCon. Yeah. Yeah. They realize that. Oh, you didn't realize that? No, it didn't click for me. <laughs> oh, yeah. That's why it's called JibCon. <laughs> I just really like it because there's all the demons in, like, one place. Mm-hmm. And it's kind of like a race against time type of thing, which I always think is fun. I think my episode MVP for that it has to be Katie Cassidy, though. Oh, I like her. I like um the the guy, too. Oh, Agent Hendrickson. Uh, I can say it. Yeah. Agent Hendrickson. That's who it is. I, I mean, the whole episode's really good. And I like that he, like, exercises the entire room of demons. I thought that was really cool, too. Yeah. 
So, the episode that always gives you nightmares, Christina. I can't say the name because I can't because it'll give me nightmares. And if you say it three times, bad things happen. For those of you who don't know what it is, I won't say it because it'll freak Christina out. But it is also an alcoholic beverage with tomato juice. Yes, there you go. (laughs) But it was a story that terrified me when I was younger. So then when they had it on the show... And, like, the girl was all, like, creepy, like, the ring and stuff. It was just, like, everything that terrified me shoved into one, and I, like, wanted to cry. I also remember, like, when I was watching it for the first... When I was watching the whole series for the first time, mm-hmm. and I told you, um, you were like, oh, what's the next episode you're going to watch? And I said, that episode title? <laughs> yeah. And you were like, oh, I can't watch that one with you. <laughs> 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 and I was like, oh, okay, and... The thing about it is, like, Christina and I find different things extremely scary. Yeah. So the ones that she finds scary, I find almost comical, and it's, like, vice versa for her. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. (laughs) And then the other one you don't like is Family Remains, right? That's another one that terrifies me that I forgot to put in here. It's in here. Really? Yes. I don't see it. You're skipping around in a weird way. Oh, I was looking at creepiest episode. I got it. <laughs> Family remains. Yeah. Okay. Oh God. <laughs> <laughs> so in this in this episode, these people move into a house, and it turns out that there are children living in the walls. Mhm. And um, the kids in the walls freak out Christina so much that it makes me laugh out loud. <laughs> okay. So I can't remember. It's either this episode or the Benders. I'm leaning towards this episode where they said that their goal setting out was kind of their idea behind this one. There's this one episode of the X-Files that's so like terrifying and traumatizing that they do not allow it to be broadcast in syndication because it's so messed up. So they'll play all nine seasons in syndication, but not this one episode. It's a really traumatizing episode. Don't watch it. <laughs> okay. So their goal was to set out to do an episode like that so that when they're re-airing like Supernatural and TNT and stuff that they can't air the episode. They didn't quite hit that, but that was like what they set out to do for Family Remains, I think. Yeah, because I recently saw Family Remains on TNT. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. It's kind that's of the actually... same idea with like creepy family dynamics and inbreeding and stuff. Like that's what was in the X-Files episode. But yeah. Yeah. That actually is one of the episodes I enjoy a lot. <laughs> That's even funnier. It's, like, I can admit that it's a good episode, and it's well done. It's just terrifying But that's what makes it so creepy. Probably. Is that it's so well done, is that it's, like, scary. And I really do like the, like, family that's featured in the episode that lives at the house. Uh-huh, yeah. But, it, oh. Anyway, for me, it is, of course... Metamorphosis, the episode with the Rougarou, which I think we've talked about on this podcast before, how much I dislike this episode. What? And it doesn't even, like, phase me. Like, I don't even care. I watched this episode when it first aired. It's in season four, so it was, like, the first time I watched it, like, in real time. Mm-hmm. And I watched the episode when it aired, and I have never watched it again. <laughs> because I was so scared, I would never will watch it again. And actually, it was it was our plan, and I totally forgot about it till after we recorded, to watch these episodes and record them for our Halloween episode mm-hmm. of AONM, and I totally forgot. 
But that was going to be my thing, is that I was going to rewatch Rougarou. But it's so scary. I can't do it. Well, you're creeped out by, like, raw meat, aren't you? Blood. Because I remember, like, weren't you freaked out when, like, Castiel was eating the raw hamburger or something? No. What? Was that someone else? I don't know. That was someone else. Okay, never mind. Blood really freaks me out. <laughs> oh my god, I just remembered what it was in Family Remains that finally set me off the deep end. <laughs> okay. It's when the girl is in the bed and she feels something licking her hand and thinks it's her dog and then she sees her dog in the doorway. Oh yeah, I remember that. That was funny. <laughs> because that's part of a horror story that was always told at camps when I was growing up. Oh, okay. Like it's that is very it's funny. a recurring thing in this like story where there's like a murderer hiding under the bed and all this stuff. Mhm. So yeah. th- I think that's what set me off because that like story like I remember being told it for the first time on the school bus and I almost started crying. Oh, <laughs> baby Christina. <laughs> I think the things that freak me out the most cuz I know for you Christina the things that freak you out are things like when people move creepily. Yeah, that's it exactly. And for me it's blood and when things jump out at you. I don't like that. <laughs> I think just because I'm so used to, like, the fakeness of the blood that that's why it doesn't faze me. Maybe. Maybe. I'm, g- I'm going to have to watch Metamorphosis again just to prove that I can. <laughs> well, you can do that. Like, I'm never watching Family Remains again. Maybe one day when it's, like, broad daylight I'll watch it. <laughs> <laughs> so, creepiest episode of Supernatural... I had some trouble coming up with one because I think all of them have a a level of creepy. But come on, everybody loves a clown. Oh, that one is creepy because nobody likes freaking clowns. (laughs) Just when he's standing in the backyard and does that wave to the kid, like... Yeah. And then when you said everybody loves a clown, it made me think of the Santa because I... I thought of the guy waving to the kid, the San- the clown waving to the kid, mm-hmm. and then I thought of that part in the Santa episode where Sam's like, oh no, we're just watching the kids. And he's like, <laughs> no, not like that, not like that. <laughs> I feel like the show was scarier early on. Yeah, I remember being really freaked out by the Hookman episode. Yeah. Because we had just started college. That was another one that, like, story that I heard growing up that scared the bejeebus out of me. And, like, I remember watching it with my mom one time, and she was, like, really freaked out, and I couldn't figure out why. And she said that, like, when she was younger, that, like, there was a story about guys, like, killing girls in Golden Gate Park like that. So she was freaked out. Oh, my God. Uh, Yeah, so that's, the clown one is super creepy. Mm -hmm. That is super creepy. But even, like, when they had an episode later with clowns, it wasn't as scary. Yeah, no. The one with the evil clown apocalypse was was definitely scary. And then the other one I, I sort of freak out about is the one with the dolls. The dolls are creepy. Because the dolls creep me out. <laughs> the dolls didn't even do anything, did they? They were just there they and like, creepy. No, they, like, turn their heads and stuff, which freaks me out. Yeah, that's it. 
The funny thing is, is like, if you think about what we're just talking about in the previous episode, we're talking about clowns, Santa, and dolls. (laughs) (laughs) It just sounds ridiculous. (laughs) Well, it's like on the commentary for Justin Bello when they were talking about how there's nothing creepier than a little kid. (laughs) Yeah, that's true. Oh, and Lilith. Yeah. Lilith was introduced, yeah. Whenever you take something that originally is something, like, innocent and subvert it, that's what makes things really scary. Yeah. Maybe that's why some of the more recent stuff isn't scary anymore, because they're going, like, traditional legends and myth route and stuff, and, like, yeah, that's scary in its own way, but it's not as creepy as, like, a possessed doll or something like that. Yeah, definitely. I agree with you. The dolls, ugh, the dolls. There was the other episode where, like, the doll had the girl's hair or something like that, and that's how she was able to come back and stab people. Oh, yeah. That was the one with, um, Sarah, or what's her name? Um, Sam's love interest for a short period that they brought back just to kill. Provenance. Yeah. Yeah. That was a good episode, too. So, speaking of creepy... Favorite villain. Mine is always going to be creepy little girl Lilith. She was pretty creepy. Especially, like, the one that made me think of that is when it's the little blonde girl. And she's mm-hmm. like, I don't like you anymore, Grandpa. And then she just snaps his neck. Yeah. And I was like, oh, my God. And she's the little girl from Hannah Montana. Oh, is she? Yeah, because I, I only know because... At the time, it was Live Journal, not Tumblr. But someone posted a side by side of her on Supernatural and her on Hannah Montana, and it was like, Oh, oh my gosh. gosh! Yeah, that that to me was probably the creepiest, just because she's like, like we said, a little girl. Well, this creeps you the heck out. Well, this isn't creepy, but when I think of her, I think of the yellow fever when she's like, "Baboom, baboom, baboom." Oh yeah, yeah. That is. Fun. Yellow fever, we have to talk about that episode later, but it's so good. Yeah. (laughs) Anyway. So my favorite villain kind of isn't quite a villain at the end, but it's Meg. Which Meg, though? The blonde Meg or any Meg? I like both. I I like both both in different ways. I think she was creepier when she was the blonde girl, but I think that's because by the time Rachel Miner took over, she was a little more humanized by that point. Yeah. But I still think she did a really good job with Meg. Like She did a really sort of good like job Meg. of walking that line between, like, she's still a demon, but she still kind of does what she wants, even if that aligns herself with, like, traditionally good people. Yeah, exactly. I mean, I think we also have to give, like, an honorable mention to Ruby. Yes. How could you not love Ruby? In both as Genevieve Padalecki and as Katie Cassidy. <laughs> Although Katie Cassidy, I liked her a little bit better. I I thought that she was better just because, I don't know, she seemed more conflicted internally. Yeah. Like, there seemed to be more going on with character. Now, that could be because of the writing. I don't know, but that's how it came across to me. But yeah. the final uh, reveal that Genevieve did, that scene, I loved so much. Uh, Which yeah, is like, I'm you sorry. have to admit, I'm awesome. <laughs> Yeah. I do like her. I mean, Ruby is a really cool character. Obviously, we did not like her as much as Jared, though. <laughs> okay, Monster of the Week. 
back when they did Monsters of the Week, yes. which they kind of stopped doing after a while. Mm-hmm. So my favorite Monster of the Week actually came back last week, and I was super stoked. <laughs> um, my favorite Monster of the Week has been in three different episodes, and it is a shapeshifter. Where the, and it Simultaneously, I love it, and it creeps me the heck out. Because it, like, sheds its skin, but then it leaves the skin in, like, a blob on the floor, which I think is really gross. Oh, so you know the first episode with the, um, are they shapeshifters or skinwalkers? I lost track. They call them shapeshifters. Okay. But the first episode that they're in were in frame 19 for murder, you remember? Yes. And there's a scene in the sewers where it sheds all its skin. Oh, that still freaks me out. (laughs) That wasn't CGI. (laughs) What do you mean that wasn't the... They had a contortionist, and they put on, like, fake skin that he could peel off, and he just, like, did it. I'm like, uh, you know, Christina, Jensen Ackles did not peel off his skin. (laughs) But, like, when you see him from the back moving all, like, creepy and stuff, that's, like, actually, like, a circus contortionist, like, doing it. It's so creepy, but that's part of why I like it. Mm -hmm. And I love the episode within the bank. Yeah, that was a good episode. Uh, that episode had my favorite use of music in the entire series. At the end, when it's got kind of the eerie, like, m- melody bleeding into the song for Renegade when they're escaping. Oh, yeah. That is cool. Yeah. Plus, I love Renegade on its own, so. Yeah. So, yeah, I love the shapeshifters. I think they're cool. And, yeah, that part where he tears off his skin in skin was mm-hmm. so scary and that's part of why i like it so what's your favorite monster of the week i had a hard time with this one because there's a lot of kind of mythology that i like but one that really stood out to me was the episode where we didn't have the winchesters in it very much and it followed those college werewolves oh yeah i really like that episode yeah that was kind of cool because it's kind what of season was that it was post kripke Oh. In case you guys don't know what we're talking about, we're talking about Eric Kripke, the creator. (laughs) If you're listening to an entire podcast about Supernatural, I'm pretty sure you know who Eric Kripke is. Well, just... Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Continue. But yeah, that's an episode that I really liked, because werewolves and vampires are kind of a thing Supernatural tries not to overdo too much because of, like, kind of the Twilight fanaticism. Mm -hmm. So when they do it, you can tell that they're putting the effort into it. They don't always hit the right mark, but I feel like that episode really kind of summed up what the show was about, even without the Winchesters. Yeah, it did. And I like all the episodes where you kind of get to see the outsider's view of the main characters. Mm Mm-hmm. That's always cool. Mm Mm-hmm. Speaking of Twilight, I also have to say that one of my favorite spoof episodes <laughs> was Live Free or Twy Hard, where they actually named the characters Robert and Kristen. And I like that they were making fun of Twilight, but they didn't have the rights to it, so they couldn't actually like feature a lot of Twilight stuff. Yeah. They've done it a couple times, where like one time they said something like, how many T's are there in Pattinson? Do you remember that? Yeah, I just, for some reason, I have a vague recollection of 
after the episode aired or something, someone from Twilight was like, I totally would have been in it if they had asked me. I'm sure it was one of the, like, minor people as well. I can't remember who it was, like, to save my life. I just remember that and thinking that would have been awesome. That would have been awesome. What was it called? Was it Live Free and or Twy Hard? Was that it? Live Free or Twy Hard, yeah. I just like how it jumped right into, like, this melodramatic teen romance in the bar. <laughs> yeah. That was a great episode. <laughs> the rest of the episode was kind of okay, but, like, all the Twilight jokes I really enjoyed. Anytime they can make fun of something, like, pretty obviously, I always enjoy. Yeah, I laugh a lot. And I think that's part of the reason why people like Supernatural is that you can, like, be scared and laugh at the same time. Yeah. So our favorite guest stars, uh, Christina. Yes. You want to go first? Go Spaces. Go Spaces. And I did the hand movement for everyone who can't see me, which is all <laughs> Which we will talk about later when we talk about the 200th episode, but how cool was that one? <laughs> and Sam and Dean were like, what? Ghost the Ghost Facers, I think, they're not the first time we see them, but the full Ghost Facers episode, I think, by far, is my favorite of the meta episodes. Oh, yeah. Just because, number one, I watch a lot of, like, those ghost hunting shows on TV. Not as much as I used to, but, like... So, all the stuff they were spoofing, like, I could pick out exactly where they got it from. Oh, that's cool. So, it was just, like, like all the little things, like, even, like, them going around with, like, the EMF meter and being like, oh, yep, yep, lots of activity here. Yeah. Yeah, the ghost faces are awesome. I love them so much. They're the longest surviving recurring characters on, oh, they're the longest surviving characters, period, on the show now, I think. Actually, Ghost Faces was the first episode I ever watched. Really? The one with um, Dustin Milligan. Because uh-huh. I was watching 90210 and you were like, that guy's on Supernatural. Oh, okay. And I was like, what are you talking about? And then you showed me that episode and that was the first episode I ever saw of Supernatural. <laughs> Go be gay for that poor dead intern. Because only gay love can pierce through the veil of death. So my favorite guest star has to be Felicia Day. And her character, Charlie, can't remember her name, <laughs> Bradbury, Charlie Bradbury. Um, Wait, her mostly name is Charlie because... Bradbury? Yeah. Oh. Sorry. <laughs> you didn't know that? No. Oh, yep, that's her name. Um, Isn't that like I wanted a to call her reference? Yeah. I wanted to call her Charlie Day, and then I realized that's the guy from It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia. <laughs> <laughs> and it's but Felicia anyway, Day. Yeah. Felicia Day and her... Because in the first episode she's in, the one with Dick Roman, she's, like, obsessed with Harry Potter, and I love that. Yeah. And, and then when Sam is, like, using Harry Potter to, like, psych her up. Yeah, he's like, would Hermione do this? <laughs> no. And then and Dean then, calls him Dumbledore. <laughs> oh, yeah. That is a good episode. And then the LARPing episode was also probably one of my favorite episodes I've seen in a while. I love that episode so much. Where they um, go to her, like, LARPing community mm-hmm. and LARP with her, which is fun. And I just like the end where Dean leads them all into battle. <laughs> yeah, that's great. Because they're so, like, not really into it at the beginning, and then Dean gets so into it. And it's awesome. Mm-hmm. And I... 
I always have like this small glimmer of hope that Charlie will come back, but I'm sure she won't. Well, she's but, in Oz, right? Yeah, she's in Oz. But I want her to come back. I'm sure she, was she the, will. She was at the 200th episode um, celebration party thing. Yeah, because they're still on good terms with Felicia Day, so I'm positive that she'll be back. Yeah, she is awesome. So yeah, that was my favorite guest star. I think, obviously, our other favorite guest star is Kevin Tran. Yes. Osric Chow. We love Osric Chow. He's awesome, and he writes his own Kevin Tran fan fiction, and he's super... Like into the fans, and I just really like. Did that you hear him. the story about him preparing for his first convention? No. He was like talking about like the costume that he was gonna wear and all this stuff because he was a mm-hmm. fan before he was on the show. Right. So he was talking about like, well, who, like who he was gonna cosplay as, all this stuff. I don't remember who it was for that, but he cosplays for every um convention. So he was asking the guys, he's like, well, who are you going to dress up as? And they're like, dude, we don't do that. And he's like, what? (laughs) That would be awesome if they did. (laughs) I just remember the time that he showed up at a convention dressed as Princess Peach. Oh, yeah, I remember that. It wasn't as awesome as Kevin Tran solo. Also, guys, um, if you want to see Osric Chow and something relatively recently, he was in the Hollywood show's newest parody. Really? Yeah, he was in the Walking Dead parody. Nice. Yeah. The Hollywood show is a parody group that started with Twilight, and now they've done, like, Vampire Diaries and Walking Dead, and um, I think they've done, like, Harry Potter and Lord of the Rings and all kinds of stuff, so they have their own YouTube channel. They're awesome. I thought for a minute that one of those girls was in the 200th episode. Like, when I saw someone for a split second, I was thought it was one of them, but it's not. It's not, yeah, no. Yeah. They're too old for it. <laughs> but they do kind of look like them. I know what you're talking about. Yeah. So, our next section kind of got out of control. <laughs> because, honestly, <laughs> Supernatural is a really funny show. At the heart of it. <laughs> Christina, would you like to start since you're laughing so hard? I just, because we put our names in so we can put, like, what we think is the funniest. So mine just says, Christina, I have genital herpes. Because <laughs> <laughs> that entire episode just, like, I literally hurt because I was laughing so hard. That, that episode is changing channels from season six, I believe. Five or six. And something, like that. something I like is that you can have these episodes that seem just completely out of it and completely just fun, and then they actually the next put episode some... is like I yeah. was gonna say they actually put something like imported in because like in that episode we found out about Gabriel, right? So it was that's just... true. So I like how they can kind of blend all of it together. So. That episode, because I also kind of wanted to talk about that episode, because it's awesome. Mm-hmm. They spoof uh, Grey's Anatomy, Full House. Um, Full Japanese House. I forgot shows. about that. Yeah. <laughs> Japanese game shows, not to crack up. <laughs> <laughs> they did and, um, uh, the traditional like sitcom. Yeah, and then, um, God, what's the one with the car? Knight Rider. Knight Rider. That's what it was. Yeah. And they turned and they Sam, Sam into Kit. Yeah. 
Uh, Dean, this is super uncomfortable. <laughs> and I just like how Castiel keeps like busting into everything, trying to fix everything, and just completely like it's shut down. Yeah, it's it's pretty awesome. Um, so uh, the point is, is that this section of what we're talking about is supposed to be funniest moments, but it just got out of control. <laughs> so we're just gonna go over all the stuff that we like think about and it literally just makes us crack up <laughs> um the other one the one i said i really liked was um in the yellow fever yes when the when the cat comes out of the locker and dean screams and goes, that was scary and this looks like jensen's almost just breaking at the end of it which makes it even funnier i think you told me that they actually did not after a while they had to not shoot that scene together I don't because remember. Jared was laughing too hard, and they eventually just put them, like, Jensen did his part, and then Jared did his part, and then they just put it together later. I do know couldn't. that they had to keep reshooting it, because they kept telling Jensen, like, no, scream higher, scream higher. <laughs> um, if you guys haven't seen it, YouTube it, it's hilarious. <laughs> Every so often, someone just sends me that clip from YouTube, like, just to my phone or something, and I, like, crack up wherever I am. Mike doesn't actually like to send me that clip. And the other one she likes is where you're getting your juice. <laughs> Do you <know? laughs> My mom does all the like, grocery shopping. <laughs> <laughs> Those are like the two things she'll like randomly post on my Facebook wall sometimes. And I'm like, yes. <laughs> also, okay. So I was talking to Christina about this last week when we, when I texted you and I was like, I think they're going back to monster of the week because their recap before last week's episode had all the different monsters that they've had. Mm -hmm. And one of the ones was our favorite, the peach taco. <laughs> we thought it said the bitch tacos. <laughs> I still don't even know what the actual name is. Like when you just said it, I had no idea what you were talking about. And then he said bitch tacos. And I'm like, oh. Okay, so I watched it on Hulu with like captions. And it's called a peach taco. P-I-S-H-T-A-C-O. Interesting. But then Dean thought she said fish taco, and, and uh, Christina and I thought she said bitch tacos. <laughs> and I was like, what? A bitch taco? <laughs> oh my god, do not look it up on Google. Okay, why? Is it scary? <laughs> the traditional Peruvian art is terrifying. Okay. Well, now I want to know. Well, apparently it's the boogeyman of the Andes region of South America. Oh, okay. Oh, wait, that's terrible. Oh, oh, that's not right. Now I want to look at it. <laughs> it. It's very, very gory. I'm totally going to look at it. <laughs> oh, no. I like how the... So when I Googled it, there's only three images and two of them are from Supernatural. But the first one? Did you see the artwork? I'm not going to open it up bigger because you said it's creepy, so I'm not yeah. going to look. I like how literally I was like, don't touch it, don't touch it, and then you're like, I'm going to poke it with a stick. <laughs> this is what our friendship consists of. Pretty much. Don't do that. I'm going to do it anyway. Yeah. It's just we're there for each other during the fallout. <laughs> so also we have to talk about how awesome Castiel is in the funny moments. Yes. Who thought that um, he was going to turn out to be a funny character? Yeah. Like, God is not a flatbread. I enjoyed that one. 
this isn't funny, Dean. The voice says I'm almost out of minutes. <laughs> I learned that from the pizza man. <laughs> oh, yeah. It was like, I found a liquor store, so I drank it. Yes. Because um, it's funny, because once you know, like, who Misha Collins is, it's not surprising that they give humor to Castiel, but when Castiel was first introduced, he was just, like, this badass. Yeah. I also just thought of something mm-hmm. that I think is funny, is the the suicidal teddy bear. Oh, my God. You feel terrible, <laughs> but it's so funny. <laughs> just the way they then... shoot it. Oh, my Oh my God, they shot it. <laughs> what? I was I meant the way they shoot the episode, but then I realized he shot himself. Yeah, he shot himself and then all the stuffing goes flying. And he wrote his like goodbye note on the chalkboard with chalk. And of course yeah. he's a teddy bear, so like shooting himself didn't do anything, so he's just like, No Yeah. <laughs> and they um, just have the on Tuesday we're teddy bear doctors or whatever. Oh yeah, we're teddy bear doctors. Yeah. And then when they did the Harlem Shake video. Oh, yeah. They had the teddy bear in it. Yeah. And didn't they... Um, Wasn't Osric, like, in a body bag or something? Yeah. Yeah. He was a dancing body bag. (laughs) But this sounds like we're terrible people because we're laughing about, like, suicide and body bags. Oh, my God. (laughs) But I promise you guys it's funny. We'll post this all on our Tumblr so you can watch it. Yeah. So you don't think we're crazy. <laughs> Any other funny things you can think of to see off the top of your head that you enjoy? Um, but you didn't shoot the deputy. <laughs> oh, yeah. That's from my favorite episode. Yep. When um, Henrik, Agent Hendrickson, mm-hmm. Agent, right? Yeah, Hendrickson. He, um, yeah. He goes, oh, my God, I shot the sheriff. <laughs> and Dean goes, but you didn't shoot the deputy. <laughs> Which, if you don't know that song, you don't even get, but it's awesome. Yeah. I remember laughing really hard, and I don't even remember who I was watching with, but they're just like, I don't get it. I'm like, I can't be friends with you. Oh, so then I've got a neighbor, Mr. Rogers. <laughs> that that I enjoy. I like and, Chuck. Um, yeah, Chuck. I Is like, this a misery thing? I like the... um kind of blooper highlight reel thing they have at the end of the convention episode where um what's his name Rob Bendick is just like riffing on stuff like when he's on stage in character I don't remember what that episode's called I wanted to rewatch it but I can't remember what it's called yeah I have no idea it's just the convention episode yeah the one thing they got horribly wrong about that episode is how many guys were there yeah exactly Conventions are almost all women, let's be honest. Yeah. The real <laughs> Ghostbusters. Oh, okay. I'll have to look at it. <laughs> Sorry, I just read something else that you put in that made me laugh. <laughs> um, okay. Uh, shall we move on to the next section? Okay. Is this the, the one character... you're laughing about? The, yeah, the last, the oh, yeah. last, um, the bullet point? Yeah. Character. Characters we miss the most. Mm-hmm. Um, I know that yours is Joe Harvell, Christina. I liked her more after she died, and that bugs me. 
When when we first started watching it, Christina hated Joe. She annoyed me. It was just like this girl that was like such. Oh, she annoyed me. Yeah, girls have no place on Supernatural. See, I'm not even like. Like, I don't dislike most of the women on Supernatural. It's just Joe annoyed me. She was so, like, whiny and like, I want to be a hunter. It's like, well, good for you. (sighs) (laughs) Hi. (laughs) All right. So, you, my character I miss the most, which doesn't even make sense because he was only in one episode, (laughs) is Adam Winchester, John Winchester's other child. He, He was in... Another ep- He was in more episodes later, remember? He was actually in the 100th episode. Oh, yeah, he was. He came back from the dead. Yeah. But actually, the first episode he was in, he wasn't even actually him. Yeah, so he's really played, like, three characters. Yeah. Oh, my God, I'm totally blanking on his name. Jake Abel. Jake Abel. <laughs> and I love that Jake Abel loves Supernatural so much. Yeah. Like, even during the 200th episode, he tweeted, and he was like, Adam Winchester, still stuck in the pit. (laughs) (laughs) I think that if people could bring back one character, it would be Adam. Most of the fans would say that. Yeah. Have you seen that post on Tumblr where everybody's like, if you wish that, um, like, if this post gets 50,000 notes, then Adam Winchester gets out of the pit? And it's, like, got the hundreds of thousands of notes now. Aww. Yeah, so Adam Winchester was supposed to be John Winchester's, was John Winchester's other kid. But then he was, um, a ghoul took the form of him, right? It was mm-hmm. a ghoul, right? Yeah. And then he came back from the dead, and then now he's in the pit with Lucifer. Mm-hmm. Because he became the vessel for the Michael Sword, right? Yeah. Well, he became the vessel for Michael, which made him the Michael sword. Right. This sounds all really weird to people who haven't re- seen the show at all. Um, but yeah, I I like Adam Winchester. And I like that Jake Abel loves Adam Winchester so much. I think that's why I like him. Mm-hmm. And also, when he was promoting the first Percy Jackson movie that she was in, he would introduce himself as, Hi, I'm Jake Abel. I'm the third Winchester. Yeah. Well, when he was promoting it, it was when he found out that they were bringing him back. Right. So, Christina, who is your most missed character? Well, um, I have to say it's Kevin Tran, followed closely by Ellen. And then when you put Kevin Tran, I was like, oh my god, how could I forget about Kevin? Yeah. And I like that they brought him back, so he's just like a ghost hanging out with his mom. I know... But I, I need more of him just because I need more Oscar. The weird thing is, is like when he died, I was so surprised that like I literally screamed at my television. It caught me completely off guard. Yeah, like I did not. It happened at like the end of an episode at like a winter finale or something, right? And I was just like, what? I thought it was going to end with like his life hanging in the balance and you don't know what's going to happen. And then they just killed him. And I'm like, What? Yeah, that was really sad. I also like how Kevin started out as, like, the annoying, stereotypical, like, Asian guy that they have on, like, shows, but then he became so much more, and I like that. Yeah, he became, like, such a cool, like, badass character. Yeah. Yeah, I really like him. But he also still stayed 
true to kind of who he was. Yeah. It's like, uh, I'm a nerd and I'm an honor student, but I can still go out and kick butt. Yeah. And I like that he and his mom had such a good relationship. Yeah, I really like that they didn't go down the typical, like, Asian tiger mom that they have on TV so much. Unlike their episode title of What's Up, Tiger Mom. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I do I do like Kevin. And, and Mama Tran. Mm-hmm. And I figured out the name of the angel that I like. Oh, yeah? Samandriel. Oh, uh, yeah, he was cool. It wasn't a hot dog in a stick uniform, but yeah. I know what you're talking about. <laughs> I know. It was the um, hot version of hot dog on a stick that they can use when they don't have the rights to the name of the company. <laughs> right. And, of course, I mean, obviously the character we all miss the most is Bobby Singer. How could we forget about Bobby? Mm-hmm. I seriously, like, I was so surprised that they actually killed Bobby. Jim Beaver is someone I don't see around the show at all anymore. Yeah, he was like, okay, that's it. Bye-bye. Yeah. I liked him and Rufus together so much. Yeah. Uh, That makes me think of the 200th episode. You guys are too old to be Sam and Dean. Rufus and Bobby, maybe. There was an episode with... Bobby and Rufus and their grandfather, Campbell, what, like whatever his name was. Yeah. And you would appreciate it more if you watched X-Files, because Mitch Pelagi was one of the leads on X-Files, and Rufus was, the guy who played Rufus, he was the lead the first several seasons. Mm-hmm. And so they had kind of a couple episodes where they had these weird showdowns with each other, so I kept seeing that in my head when I was watching Supernatural. Nice. There's a lot of crossover between X-Files and Supernatural because of Mr. Kim Manners. So we have to ask the age-old question, Sam or Dean? And I think the nice thing about it for the two of us is that we like either, like, separate brothers. I like that I put Castile. (laughs) Okay, so our whole, like, exchange about this was really ridiculous. Because I was, like, like, fighting you on it. Yeah, so Christina puts Castiel. Sam and Dean both annoy me half the time. And then I said, I mean, Christina, if we're going to get technical, I much prefer Adam. (laughs) But come on, choose a brother. And I chose Dean because I think most of the character flaws that annoy me come from the fact that he was basically abused as a child. And I really don't mean to be laughing. I am so sorry. (laughs) but it is part of like what makes his character flawed yeah I've read really interesting essays though about how even if John didn't beat them which I'm not 100% sure on that it pretty much was an abusive childhood for Dean oh yeah totally like how his dad didn't come to get him when he was sent to the group home for stealing food for his little brother oh yeah I forgot about that that's the one that, like, pushed me over the edge. I'm like, John Winchester was a terrible father, as much as I like Jeffrey Dean Morgan. Yeah, he was a pretty terrible father. Yeah. So, I've always been sort of a Sam girl. I don't even know why. I seriously don't. I just really like Sam. Sammy. I just remember, remember the episode where they're pulling all the pranks on each other? Yeah. I just remember that 
until then, like, you thought that they were both, like, attractive, but then Jared Padalecki stepped out all wet in just a towel, and it's like, oh my. Yeah. It's like, yeah, I do remember wh- that. That wasn't there when you were on Gilmore Girls. Yep. 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 <laughs> <laughs> You're like, yes. Yes, that is the turning point. <laughs> I know several girls that I have gotten into Supernatural, and... Like, they'll be watching that episode, and I'm like, wait for it, wait for it, and then it happens, and they're like, (gasps) (laughs) That's funny. (laughs) Um, So then, we have to, we have to say that in one of the episodes, they talk about Slash fans, and Dean says they do know we're brothers, right? And I think we're going to be building off of kind of some things from that discussion in our secondary discussion later. Yes, he will. Part of the other reason why I'm a Sam girl, more so now. You have to separate the actor from the character, Kelly. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I know how, okay. I know exactly how you feel, though. We'll get to that, though. Yeah. Although I do like Brock Kelly as young Dean. Yeah. He was so perfect. I'm a hero. Yeah. <laughs> hero. <laughs> I forgot about that. I love, what's his name, Colin Ford, though? Oh, he's so cute. He's grown up as Sam Winchester. And so, who thought that he was actually going to, like, reach near Jared Padalecki High, though? Is he really? Wow. He's getting really tall. I thought that, like, one of the sweetest uh, scenes was when the, when Dean is in heaven and he sees Colin Ford and they, like, they, like set off all those fireworks. Yeah. Aww. That was so sweet. Anyway, <laughs> let's talk a little bit about the meta episodes. I have a love-hate relationship with meta episodes. The, I mean, okay, let's put it this way. The French Mistake is probably one of the best episodes ever. <laughs> I mean, it's so weird that it's awesome. Really, if you think about it, though, the first meta episode they had was when they are on the set of that horror story that they were shooting. The horror movie? Yeah, and they had the fake McGee character. Yeah, Hollywood Babylon. And then Gary Cole was in it. Mm-hmm. And every line that he had was an actual criticism the CW had sent back to them about Supernatural. Yes, that is true. I do remember that. So that was really the start of, like, the funny meta episodes. And, like, they're on the tour of, like, the studio. And it's like, oh, if you look this way, you may see one of the stars of Gilmore Girls. And Sam, like, jumps out of the car. Yeah, yeah. That was... I should watch that episode again. Even though it kind of annoys me, it was really good. Mm-hmm. Um, the first one that's really, like, an obvious meta episode was the monster at the end of this book. Yes where they LARP and find out about the Supernatural book series written by Carver Edlin. Which could have turned out horribly, but I act- it ended up working. Mm-hmm. So yeah. I enjoyed it. Yeah, and that was the introduction of the prophet Chuck. Mm-hmm. And uh, Rob Benedict, who's awesome. And mm-hmm. yeah. it's, it's pretty funny. I do enjoy that episode. One of the issues I have with the meta episodes is sometimes they try to walk a fine line between making fun of themselves and making fun of the fans, and they don't always hit the right note. Yeah. That's true. 
Although, I mean, I think that's why I like the French mistake is because they're clearly only making fun of themselves. Yeah, but I think, like, the convention episode and stuff, it kind of seemed a little too much like making fun of the fans. Yeah. It's like, look at these nerds at a convention. It's like, um, hello? <laughs> I know. I have yet to be at a, uh, yet to go to a supernatural convention that I would like to at some point, and I think we have to go together at some point, Christine. <laughs> One character that annoys me in all these meta episodes, though, is Becky. Really? I think she's so annoying that she's almost hilarious. I just think the thing, I think I almost find her offensive as a fan sometimes, because they make out the fans who create, like, fan fiction and artwork, like, they're all ridiculous and just, like, write really bad stories about them licking each other and stuff, where really some of these people are really good writers or artists, and it just kind of shunts them to the side, and that kind of annoys me. I feel like Charlie was almost a makeup for that. Yeah, I think so. Mm-hmm. I think definitely it's hard because I think that between the producers and the actors, they feel very differently about what the fans And I think do. different writers who have been on the show at different times have different relationships with the fans. Yeah. So kind of as it goes from showrunner to showrunner, you get different types of meta episodes. I did like how excited they were in the French mistake to kill Eric Kirkby, though. Yeah, that was funny. And in the Supernatural uh, special before the season, they were like, is it too much to kill Eric Kirkby? Is it too much to do this? Man, let's do it. Let's kill him. They had Sarah Gamble. They had Eric Kirkby. Um, I loved Misha Collins in that episode. Yes. Because he was sort of Misha. I like, though, that some some fan asked him how he felt being able to, like, play himself on the episode. And he's like, you do understand that that's a douchey version of myself, right? Yeah. He's like, that's not actually me. Yeah, he was like, make sure that Misha in this episode is, like, the douchiest person. (laughs) And I like that he, when he was tweeting, he was actually tweeting those things out. Yeah. That was really funny. Hola, Misha Migos. Yeah. J and J really got me. (laughs) I like it in the episode, though. Sometimes he's just in the background and you can see him taking pictures of them for Twitter. Oh, really? Yeah, if you watch, like, closely, like, he'll kind of just be sitting and looking up while they're having, like, their intense discussions and he'll just kind of raise his phone a little bit. That's funny. Um, I also enjoy when he's like, Misha? Jensen? What's up with the names around here? <laughs> but that was a joke the Ghostfacers made at Comic-Con. Because the Ghostfacers came out in character and, like, crashed the panel. And they, like, picked up Jared's name tag. And they're like, Jared Padalecki, what? Did you get this from a World of Warcraft random name generator? <laughs> That's funny. They did an entire, like, mini-documentary of it. You should watch it. I will have to. They even got Dustin Milligan to come in as a ghost. Oh my gosh, I love Dustin Milligan. It, it's the best. It's on YouTube, so everybody should watch it. We will, we will post that on our Tumblr too. Yes. So let's talk about the 200th episode. The episode that you just finished watching about an hour and a half ago. <laughs> it was so good. It was probably one of the best episodes ever. 
I feel like that's an episode where it could have been making fun of the fans, but it hit the right note for the most part. It was almost like a a love letter to the fans. Like Mm -hmm. it showed all the stuff that we wanted to see and it made fun of them, but it still was funny. And like, it was sweet because it's sort of like a, in a way sort of recapped the series. And I also really liked the line that they had where Dean was saying, like, you know, you have your version and that's okay. Yeah, I wish Jensen really felt that way. I know, seriously. That made it a little hard for me. But, like, if I just thought of, like, the line and, like, it being delivered and stuff, it's, like, almost validating that fandom is good and it's okay. Because a lot of shows don't have that relationship with fandom. Oh, yeah, definitely not. So in case you guys don't remember, it was a musical-ish episode of Supernatural. The girl who played Dean was actually a pretty good singer. <laughs> yeah, she was. She was very good. Yeah. And I've had that that Road So Far song stuck in my head for a really long time now. I like single man tear. <laughs> <laughs> I was telling Christina before we started recording that um, I watched it in actual real time, the 200th episode, and Ozark Chow kept tweeting hashtag single man tear. And I was like, what? I don't get it. <laughs> and then they sang that song, and I was like, oh my gosh, that's awesome. Um, if you guys haven't watched it, you totally should. Even I feel like you could even watch it even though you haven't seen any of the other episodes. Yeah. And even if you don't know all about fandom. Yeah, you might not get all the jokes, but you'll get most of them. I mean, they're pretty self-explanatory. I also liked even the little nods that they had in there, like when they had the shot coming up from the trunk and they said, we have work to do. It's how the second season ended. You don't remember that? I do remember that. Yeah, it was pretty good. Mm-hmm. And the ending? Yeah! How did they, how keep did that they do secret? that? <laughs> I was shocked. So apparently, from what I understand... The 200th episode set was just bombarded with fans the entire time they were filming. Mm -hmm. So I wonder how they kept that appearance Mm -hmm. a secret. Yeah. They must have done it in like reshoots or something. Or like had him and those two girls come in. And can I also say that I am very happy that we got to see Rob Benedict back and healthy and completely recovered from his stroke. Rob Benedict had a stroke? At a Supernatural convention. What? Yeah. I did not know that. Mm-hmm. But he's back and he's better. Oh, that's good. For those of you who don't know, Rob Benedict, a.k.a. Chuck, made an appearance in the final moments of the 200th episode. Okay. So the implication, how I understood it, was that Calliope wasn't there for the girl. She was there because she wanted Chuck's power. Like to be a prophet? No, because, like, she ate the authors to, like, gain power and stuff, so everybody's kind of like, why would she want this random girl who's writing a fan fiction musical in, like, high school? So that was kind of a question during the whole episode, and then it's like, oh, like, is she here for, like, the real author? Maybe. I didn't think about it that way, but you're probably right. Because whether he's a prophet or he's God or whatever. Yeah. Um, I also, I was re-watching it a little bit while you were watching it, Christina, mm-hmm. and I enjoyed when they were sitting backstage and Dean is, like, bopping to the music. Yeah. <laughs> and the girl's like, what? <laughs> um, the music's super catchy, and we will be, well, you probably heard it at the beginning of this episode, and you'll hear more at the end. 
<laughs> so it's awesome. What else do we have to say about the 200th episode? I like that Jared said my favorite ship name, even though I don't ship it. Sam Steel? Sastiel. Sastiel. <laughs> Shut up. Get in the car. <laughs> it's funny, though, when he said Castine, because I remember when that ship started taking off, and I remember people calling it Castine before it was Destiel. Yeah. I did not approve of that Destiel, like, not. Only because I know that Jensen hates it. I know. That made it uncomfortable. Yeah. If I didn't know that, I would have enjoyed it a little bit. Yeah. I did enjoy, however, when she's like, oh, they're rehearsing the BM scene. And both of them go, the bowel movement scene? (laughs) (laughs) I did enjoy their little nod to the internet speak, though, where it's like you can't spell subtext without sex, even though it's slightly different on the internet, and I won't say it here. Yes. That is true. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Anyway, I think before we finish up this supernatural discussion Christina we have to talk about season 2 Gabriel yes the origins of our friendship (laughs) I rewatched it yesterday and I was cracking up (laughs) like I think one of my favorites is when they both go in that like um, when they're going underground yeah and they dump the water on (laughs) son of a bitch (laughs) God, it's so funny. <laughs> um, trying to open the window. I enjoyed that one. Yes. I cannot physically open this window. <laughs> I'm going to come in there and kick your little pie for ass. I just remember being in college and like just getting text after text on my phone of quotes from that gang reel. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I think that's that's what we did when we were bored in classes. We would just quote that gag reel. Yeah, I'd be sitting there literally, like, waiting for bacteria to grow, and I would just be, like, sending back and forth with you. <laughs> waiting for bacteria to grow. I was a bio major. <laughs> <laughs> My legs are tired. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> Do you want to have a million props? <laughs> you guys have to watch it. It's awesome. <laughs> anyway, let's get into our secondary discussion. I like how we go from gag reel to, like, serious discussion. (laughs) Well, yeah. (laughs) Well, as serious as fandom discussion can be. Because nothing is more serious than shipping. Absolutely. Have you seen, um, what's his name, on YouTube, Dan is not on fire? Is that his name? He has this one episode, um, that's about shipping. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, Dan is not on fire. I was right. Um, so, he's talking about fandom and about how... Like, in fandom, there's so much kind of, like, anything goes, but then if you diss someone else's ship, then it is war and they will kill you. See, I'm not that into shipping, mm-hmm. so I don't really know how this, how this fan, how fandom wars really go, but... I feel like I'm in between where you are and in between, like, people who are really, really passionate about it. Because, like, I'm interested and I'll argue with people, but I won't, like, threaten your mother. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. My mom will be happy to hear that you won't threaten her. I get less pissed off if someone says that they don't ship what I ship than if someone tells me I don't have the right to ship that. You know? Yeah. First of all, I mean, I think we've talked about this before, is that 
really, all of us shouldn't be shipping these people together. <laughs> so you really have no right to tell us what we have the right to do because nobody should be doing this. Because really, just canon relationships are who the writers ship. So we are allowed to ship whoever we want and we're just as valid. Yeah, exactly. So I think what started all this... I, where did I find the article? Was it TV Guide? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, it was TV Guide. Was an article that that? Oh my gosh, what is wrong with me? I don't know. Christina sent me. Wow, I like can't remember your name for some reason. Thanks. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm so sorry. I really do love you. <laughs> About shipping and. On Supernatural, right? Well, actually, the article specifically was about queerbaiting. Which, for those of you who haven't heard the term, is basically when a show or movie or whatever kind of uses gay relationships kind of as a punchline, but then acting like it's valid representation, sort of. And then they Mm -hmm. don't have any actual payoff in terms of, like, gay relationships. Which right. Supernatural has kind of become negatively notorious for online. Yes, notorious is a negative connotation. Yes. <laughs> Thank you, Christina. Thank you. I went to college. <laughs> negatively notorious. <laughs> it had always been kind of a thing that was talked about in fandom and complained about by fandom. So to see a TV Guide article about it really caught me off guard. Yeah, because it's coming sort of into the forefront. I think also because of the 200th episode with Destiel. Mm-hmm. Which I think wouldn't have been as big a deal if it already wasn't such a point of contention. Yeah. And also, I think because for us as fans of Supernatural, we understood the, like, no pun intended, but the subtext of, like, Dean saying, why don't you take a step back there, ladies, and stuff like that, like, because we know that Jensen Ackles doesn't like it. Well, it's one thing when they make, like, the Wincest jokes, because they're brothers. You know that that is never going to be a relationship that is portrayed on American television. So you can kind of have those jokes, because they're brothers, and you get it. But then when it's kind of... When they make the Destiel jokes, it's almost a little more offensive because it's like, oh, haha, that'd be crazy if they were gay. Like, that's weird. Yeah. And I think that's where the queer baiting comes in. Which also, wasn't it in that article that they were saying that they they think that they never really say Dean's sexuality? Well, because a lot of fans were like beginning to think that the portrayal of Dean on the show was as bisexual. And then for the way, kind of, I don't even remember specifically all the different people on the creative team. It wasn't everyone on the team. But the way they reacted so negatively to that idea was what was offensive. It's like, well, why couldn't he be bisexual? It's like, well, you know, he's like this tough, like, macho guy and like all this stuff. It's like, that doesn't automatically equate to straight. I think that, I mean, I think we've talked about this with, styles on Teen Wolf too. I think that they just don't want to do they don't want to have like a bisexual character for some reason I don't know why but like remember we all thought that Styles was bi and then they're like oh wait he hooks up with women he's never hooked up with a man I that 
something I'm still holding out for because they haven't reacted in the same way that they did on Supernatural, you know? Right, but still, I mean, I, as far as what I'm saying is like, yeah, I get what they never saying. really say. Mm-hmm. It's like, why, why, why do you do that? Yeah. <laughs> But that's, like, what clearbane is. Like, they leave all these, like, little breadcrumbs that make you think, like, that Dean could be bi. Yeah. And then they're like, haha, no. Just kidding. It's like, that's crazy. Yeah. I think that's really stupid. And let's also add in the, um, the little bit of fandom news that I had that we are talking about with uh, One Direction. Yes. Because, oh my god... What? <laughs> so, you want to talk about it, Christina? Because I only hear about it from you. Okay. Well, Harry continues to kind of toe the line, kind of amusingly. <laughs> like, he's either having just a lot of fun with it, or he's actually trying to come out. I'm not really sure where it is at the moment. I think that he's trying to, but Simon Cowell won't let him. Yeah. Well, because, do you know the band Union J? Yeah. Well, they're another boy band that was on X Factor, and... For the longest time, like, through the run of the show, they, like, were kind of avoiding the topic of one of the guy's sexuality. Mm-hmm. And then, like, finally he kind of, like, just came out openly. He's like, I I don't know why, like, everyone's towing around it. He's like, I am literally marrying a man. <laughs> I guess in some interview, when they're promoting, apparently, a book that they wrote. Oh, I thought they were just promoting their fourth album well they have that and they also have their own autobiography apparently because you know what? you need an autobiography when you're 20 um <laughs> i wrote an bi- autobiography when i was 20 what are you talking about <laughs> so they were joking about how whenever they go to a new city they make up a new like celebrity hookup rumor to start about niall because you know he's the one that apparently they can make fun of for that so they're naming like different artists and stuff and then the interviewer tossed out uh, the name of a local male celebrity for that country and before anyone could say anything like Harry pats Niall on the knee and says don't knock it till you try it oh my Harry Styles so Harry continues to be Harry but right after the first hubbub about Harry's sexuality a little while ago that we talked about Louis was seen wearing this t-shirt for like with the original Apple logo which for those of you who are too young do not remember was actually the apple logo with a rainbow on it yes it was like apple it was a rainbow apple yeah so i mean the writer delved a little too much into it maybe saying that like oh he's wearing that and he's supporting tim cook who had just come out as gay which was a really big deal i think for the lgbt community that Mm. someone that successful is like like you right so it was a great Thing. And, he, like, he came out saying that, you know, he's not a celebrity in his mind. Like, it's not, like, for him to, like, talk about his personal life in public. But if it can help that kid out there to see him in that position, then he had to do it. Right. I agree with that, for sure. Yeah. So, I know the article was probably trying to get clicks by, like, oh, maybe Louis gay and all that kind of stuff. But the article itself was really just, like, oh, look, he's wearing that in support of Tim Cook. And then Louie, like, flips out on Twitter, tweeting, like, the reporter about, like, how dare they imply that he's, like, he literally said, I am straight, and, like, all this stuff. It's like, calm down, bro. 
Yeah, I think you sent me the uh, link with all his feeds, and I was like, wow, maybe I need to settle down just a little bit. It's like, we need to get out of people's heads that the ID, like, if you say, use gay as like an insult, that's not right, but it's also not right to act like the idea of being gay is an insult either. Like, the idea of being gay shouldn't be something that insults you. Like, if someone right. legitimately, like, doesn't know. It's like, if someone, yeah. like, says, like, oh, are you blonde? It's like, you wouldn't get pissed off. You're just like, no. Yeah. It's like, um, the guy from Big Bang Theory, I can never say his name properly, um, Jonathan Galecki? Is that his name? Uh, Johnny Galecki. Yeah. yeah. So, he was on a talk show one time, and they're like, you know, there have always kind of been a lot of, like, gay rumors swirling around. They're like, why don't you ever really address them? And he's like... I never felt the need to address it because why should I address something that's not an insult? That's true. He's like, I know who I am and I know what my life is, so who cares? I agree with that. That's kind of like what Hugh Jackman has said, too. Uh, He's like, I'm just a guy who really likes musicals, so some people want to infer that, whatever, but, you know, he's like, it's not an insult to me, so why should I make a big deal about it? Yeah, and he's married to a woman. (laughs) So, I don't know why you would think he's gay, but... But uh, that kind of leads into, I think, the reason why you're a little pissed off at um, Mr. Jensen Ackles. Oh, my God. I'm actually kind of really pissed off at Jensen. Like, I have to purposefully put it out of my head when I watch Supernatural now, because the clip that they had in the TV Guide article pissed me off so much. And I felt so, I felt so, so terrible for that girl. Because she was, like, yeah. so sincere and so earnest about how the show was helping her, and they just shut her down. Yeah. You, so do you want to explain what happened to Zena? Well, you can go ahead and explain it, because it's your notes here in the outline. Well, I don't remember exactly, because I don't want to misrepresent what was said. But basically, she was telling Jensen Ackles that she was really happy that he was portraying, like, a character or something, right? She was happy that Dean seemed to be a character who was comfortable in his own skin, whichever season was airing at the time of that convention. And yeah. then about how Dean was secure in himself and she really liked that. And then she started to say, like, as someone who is bisexual, he just kind of shut her down and said, like, they're moving on to the next question and told her not to ruin it for everyone. See, the thing is, I didn't get to see the video. I only saw, like, um, some Tumblr post. Yeah, but I felt so bad for her. Yeah. Because she was, like, really sincere. She wasn't, like, trying to, like, create a ship war or, like, make a joke or anything. She was, like, literally, like, this character is helping make me feel better about myself. Yeah, just shut up and let it happen. Yeah. It's like, are you that sensitive about someone thinking, like, oh, I might make out with dudes that, like... I know, and it's not like there's, like, rumors swirling about Jensen Ackles being gay. I mean, you're married and have kids. Yeah. So you need to relax. Yeah. Sorry, I really misrepresented that because I have no idea what exactly happened. (laughs) But, um... That's why you have me. I got your back. I'm telling you, I only saw, like, a Tumblr post about it. I didn't actually see the video or anything. Mm -hmm. But, um, yeah. Because of that, I'm sort of pissed at Jensen Ackles right now. Or, in general, I am now going to be mad at Jonathan Ackles for a while. 
Just because, I mean, like, what is wrong with you? Just enjoy it and say thank you and whatever, you know? Like, Mm -hmm. why do you have to be such a D-bag about it? I feel like if they, the powers that be could, though, that they would completely just shut down Misha Collins half the time. Yeah, because Misha Collins takes it, like, to the next level, and he's like, yeah, shit for. Yeah, and he's like, you know what, the other day I was on Tumblr. I know, right? And I feel like sometimes they're just like, oh my god, Misha. Yeah. Shut up. Shut up, man. (laughs) I think Misha has a very good appreciation for the diversity of the fandom. I think that's why it works. Yeah, he definitely does. Because I think his upbringing itself was very diverse in, like, the way, like, he grew up. Mm -hmm. I think that contributes to it. Yeah, I think you're right. Yeah, it's weird. I just don't, I don't know why I'm so upset with Justin Ackles about it. It literally, like, it just, I just found out about this, and since then I'm like, ugh, Justin Ackles, what's wrong with you? But then there was also, I, okay, so for the life, I can't remember if it was one of the showrunners for Supernatural, or if it was someone from the CW, but they basically, like, went off on this thing about how Destiel is never going to happen, and those characters aren't gay, and they're not being written as gay, and people just need to stop. Right. And it was just like, what? Like, even people who don't ship Destiel were, like, offended. Well, I think, as we have talked about before in other episodes, like, even if we don't ship something, if you attack a fandom, we're going to get mad. Yeah. Like, I don't ship Destiel at all, and I was offended. So, like... Yeah. Don't attack. Let us do what we want, and we're not hurting anybody. Mm-hmm. If we're, like, sending threatening notes to, to Neil Ackles, then, yeah, then you should do something about it. <laughs> but we're not doing anything to Jensen's wife or Misha's wife or anything like that, so relax and let us do what we want. <laughs> there was... I actually need to find it and send it to you. There was some, like, English professor from, like, one of the Ivy League schools who wrote an essay about the development of slash fiction and what it means to, like, fandom and stuff. It's really interesting. I need to find it and send it to you. Oh, yeah, you should. I think it mostly talks about Star Trek because that was, like, the first one. But, yeah. It it also addresses, like, queer baiting and modern film and stuff. It's weird because I think the first time I ever even thought about, like, shipping and stuff was someone in high school showed me, like, some live journal page that was, like, Harry Potter ships. I was like, what? <laughs> <laughs> what is this? And now it's just gone, like, out of control with more, like, Tumblr and Twitter and blah, blah, you know, like, as the internet fandom grows, like, shipping just has become, like, this crazy force, you know? hmm And I like, like, the people, like, Michael Fassbender and, and, um... James McAvoy. James McAvoy, who are like, you know what? Whoever you are, this is weird, but we applaud you. you you're a very good artist. Like, you're really talented, but why am I wearing dungarees? Yeah. Like, I like them because they're like, I don't know what's happening, but I appreciate what the effort that you've put in. Yes, like, I appreciate that you've put in, like, the effort and passion into something that I have also put in my effort and my passion. 
not in the same sort of context, yeah. but but it's yeah. like you know, it's cool. Yeah, it's the same thing with like uh, Stephen Amell that like people will ship like him and Roy Harper, and he's like, he's like, I don't know why, but I like it. <laughs> and then you have like the Misha Collins and Orlando Joneses who just take it to a whole new level. That's amazing. Right, and we've talked about them before. It's like them and Lana Perilla mm-hmm. and Osric Chow, who are just like over the top awesome about it. I feel like, except for that one incident, for the most part, the Once Upon a Time creators seem to really get fandom. Well, I think because they, Everkitsis and Adam Horowitz, are just ginormous nerds who are shipping together people that we would never ship together if you just heard about them. Yeah, and like before the season started, they're like, this season is basically just us writing Frozen fanfiction. Yeah, I mean... Every episode is just fan fiction. Yeah. Yeah. Which I enjoy. Mm-hmm. I wish I had tons of money to shoot my own fan fiction. <laughs> that would be sweet. But, I mean, it's like fan fiction and fan art is where a lot of people in our generation and these generations growing up now, where we first funnel like our artistic passions into it and develop ourselves as artists and as writers and I think that's really cool yeah I mean it might not be exactly what people would consider art I mean <laughs> even if you but it is good at the beginning you're developing yourself and you're being creative and that's something that the older generations always quick to say that our generation isn't passionate about anymore it's just we're yeah. passionate about it in a different way and I have to be honest I mean like I am not a fan of, like, fan art mm-hmm. and stuff. I think it's kind of weird. But I've seen a lot of fan art that I'm like, wow, that's actually really good. I just, it's not something I would seek out, but I'm like, oh, if I stumble upon it, I'm like, wow, this person is actually a very good artist, or wow, this person's actually a really good writer. Well, it's like whatever it is. Doctor Who has started commissioning these fan artists to, like, do official work now. Yeah, yeah. What about that one that does, like, Disney and uh, Doctor Who? I actually have some of her stuff on my wall right now, but... (laughs) I know, that's why I thought of it, because I know you like it. But, like, there was this guy who created a YouTube video that was, like, a fan video of what he thought the new, like, intro to the new season of Doctor Who should be, and they liked it so much that they brought him in to do, like, the official, like, credits roll. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. So, you see, guys, not all of it is as bad as Fifty Shades of Grey. <laughs> I still think Fifty Shades of Grey is going to still end up looking better than that Harry Styles fanfic they're making into a movie. Oh, my God. I forgot about that. I found it online and, like, tried to look at it. I was like, oh, my God. It's it's literally just, like, an abusive relationship passed off as romance. And I'm like, I don't understand what's happening. Wait, the Harry Styles one? Yeah, because he's like a bad boy and like all this stuff. I'm like, oh my That's god. so weird. Harry Styles is like a unicorn with like rainbows around his head. Yeah, why would you make him evil? Yeah. Um, so I was at a party one time and my friend said to me, he's like, Kelly, did you know that they're making a Twilight fan fiction into a book? And I was like, like, there's no Twilight fanfiction that's good enough to be made into a book. And then he was like, yeah, it's this one where, like, he explained what Fifty Shades of Grey is to me. And I'm like, oh, my God. 
I have read that one. <laughs> I'm like, that's a terrible fan fiction. I have to say, though, this is going to sound ridiculous, but some of the best things I've read have been Supernatural fan fiction. Really? I've never read Supernatural fan fiction. When Supernatural was at its height, like seasons four through six or so, I think, yeah, people were putting out some really good stuff that really delved into, like, even if it didn't have, like, ships or anything, they really delved into, like, the mythology that that author was into, and so it was just, some of it was really cool. Oh, interesting. Yeah. I'm trying to think, like, I've, re- I've read, like, a few Teen Wolf fanfics, which were all not that great. Oh, I was supposed to send you a rec list at one point, but I never did. Yeah, you never did. That's why I laughed during the 200th episode when she's like, I'll have to send you some pic links or something. Oh, she did? Yeah. Oh, yeah, she did. Yeah, that was funny. Um, weirdly enough, I've read a lot of plain fanfics. Which is actually really good. I've never understood Glee fanfiction because I watch Glee for the music, so I'm not going to get that out of the fanfic, so I've just never read it. See, I think it's because people want to see more Clean on the show. Mm-hmm. A lot of it is just like, they take the show and then add more Clean scenes. Ah, gotcha. And that's why, I mean, it's, I've read a few and and they're not bad. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's obviously ones that are not great, but there are... <laughs> for every good one, there's about six bad ones, but you know. Um, yeah. Shipping is just such a weird concept to me. Like, even now, as a fangirl, I'm still like, what? <laughs> yeah, it's even when you catch yourself. Like, I was literally having a conversation with my mother, I think, the other day and talking about, like, yeah, I ship it. Wait. <laughs> What were you saying you shit? I don't even remember. Like, we were talking about... Oh, I think we were talking about Once Upon a Time. I can't remember if I was talking about Outlaw Queen or Captain Swan. But, like, I was talking about, like, oh, yeah, I totally ship it. And it's like, wait, what? It's like, when did that enter, like, my natural vocabulary? Uh, I ship that, yeah. Yeah, totally. Well, it's like what I told you while I told my sister... Something about, oh, yeah, I ship it. And she's like, what? And I'm like, ships? <laughs> I didn't even know how to explain it to her. I saw this Tumblr post the other day where someone was talking about being in class. And, mm-hmm. like, they were actually talking about actual, like, ships, like, sailing the ocean. Yeah. And the teacher asked, like, oh, what makes a ship sink? And a kid answered, when other ships have a cannon or something. And I was like, oh, my God. It was, like, they turned it into this whole joke about, like, um, your ship sinks when another ship becomes canon. Yeah. And I was like, oh my god, that's, that's where, where it all it. comes from. Oh my god, Christina, really? <laughs> really, Christina, really? I just, I just like the other posts where it jokes about, like, people say that they have one ship, but I have an armada. Nice. I always catch myself... When I'm talking about, like, ships on shows, and I'm like, oh, yeah, I'm totally on board with it. And then I'm like, oh, God. (laughs) (laughs) You need, I need to find this for you, but there is a Tumblr post that's, like, a joke about shipping America and the United Kingdom. What? And it's like, OTP, we still speak the same language. (laughs) I forgot about OTPs. Oh, my God. Oh my god, that was like a big thing when we were in college, yeah. OTP. 
It's like, who's your OTP? It's like, I don't know. That sort of has fallen by the wayside at this point. I think it really kind of, the idea of multi-shipping really blew up with Teen Wolf. I don't know about that. Just looking at the fandom, I feel like that's kind of the one where I've seen it the most. Like, even before I watched Teen Wolf. I remember one time I, I came across a fan fiction, and... Again, we're going to go into, like, the weird Harry Potter fan fiction I've come across in my life. <laughs> I know what you're talking I'm like, about. No, 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 no. Oh, okay. The one that's, like, I was reading it, and it was just initials, and it took me a really long time to figure out what those initials meant, mm-hmm. and it was one big, happy Weasley family. And I'm like, oh. <laughs> embrace the idea of ship what you want but incest like make something die inside my soul and i like the way people just like have taken the word incest and made it weird like for the weasleys it was twincest and for the winchesters it's wincest why are you doing this stop stop (laughs) oh my god it's so terrible I feel like this conversation has gone way off track into just our experiences in fandom. But it's so funny. But you get to edit this episode, yay! Yeah, we'll see. It's Kelly's first time editing anyone, so be gentle with her. So if it sucks, that's why. If you've been thinking this whole time we sound super professional, then you're like, what happened this episode? Oh, hey, excuse me. <laughs> if you're going to do that to me, then I'm going to make you edit it. <laughs> well, if you don't want to see this for like a week. I feel like I should like have a shorter episode to edit first. <laughs> nope, trial by fire. No, I don't want to do that. I don't want to take it back. <laughs> I take it back, Christina, you do it. <laughs> anyway, now that we've gotten completely off topic... Should we get back on track since we've been recording for a really long time? Sure. (laughs) You want to talk about episode MVP? Yeah. I like our both episode MVPs. I think they should get co-MVP status. Okay. So our episode MVPs is for ALNM episode 20. Um, And obviously they are the masterminds of Supernatural. Mm -hmm. Eric Kripke and... The late Mr. Kim Manners. Um, the creators, right? Wasn't Kim Manners a creator? Kim Manners, I, th- I think Kripke is the sole creator, and Kim Manners was one of the early showrunners slash producers. Producers. <laughs> yeah. And I just did a search for Kim Manners, and when I typed Kim, it tried to complete it to her Kardashian, and I'm like, no. Of course it does. I mean, come on, that's silly. So, Kim Manners, Eric Kripke, they're both the masterminds behind Supernatural. Mm-hmm. Um, Kim Manners passed away, what, in the, after the third season? 2009. So, yeah, in the third season. But they're awesome. Eric Kripke did a really good job. I mean, he has since left, right? Oh, yeah, but he still kind of consults. Like, he's still a part of the Supernatural family. He's not, like, gone, gone. Right. But, I mean, he did a really good job. I mean, look at the show that he has created. Like, it's, Yeah. It's amazing, and it's taken off 
crazy and it's so successful and everything and that's why they are they are our MVPs. And it definitely broke the mold of what typically you had on the CW at the time it started. Well, even now, I mean, look at the difference between Supernatural and the rest of the shows on, on CW. True. And I think for it to have found such traction and this much relative to success is really something. Yeah. I mean, for it to be on for this long is awesome. And I mean, at this point, it's now almost been on longer than Friends. Because Friends had an abbreviated 10th season. I'm pretty sure it's coming up on the record for the longest-running sci-fi fantasy show in history. I mean, longest-running consecutive. Oh, that'd be cool. Because Doctor Who has had breaks. No one's going to beat Doctor Who, but this the current record is held by Smallville, so I'm totally okay with Supernatural beating it, because the last several seasons of Smallville should not count. We're awful, yeah. Although I did enjoy beginning, like early beginnings of Smallville. Smallville started out so good, and then it just went downhill more and more and more. Because Tom Welling kept forcing it upon us. <laughs> Leave it alone, Tom Welling. <sighs> so thank you, Eric Cookie and Kim Manners, for giving us the show. The awesomeness of Supernatural that has brought Christina and I together as friends and has been on the air for ten years of awesome. Yeah. Crazy. I always, like, when I try and explain it to people, like, I have a coworker that right now I'm trying to get him to start Supernatural, and I'm like, there's no way you can catch up, <laughs> but I promise you'll like it. I know people, though, who have started watching relatively recently, like the past couple years, who started off from the beginning, and it's just fun watching, like, their Twitter feed or their Facebook as they go through all the different emotions. <laughs> Yeah, that we've gone through the last ten years. They're like, oh, this hurt. Like, oh, the brothers and stuff. Like, oh, they're bringing angels into the show now? That's cool. What? Yeah. I think um, my my cousin's boyfriend started watching it. Mm -hmm. And now he's super into it. Like, more into it than you and I are. <laughs> We're like, I think she told me that he wanted, like, the Samulet or something. <laughs> And I'm like, I want to try and find this for him. He wears, like, the last time I saw him, he was wearing a Castiel t-shirt. And I'm like, what is this? You know it's bad. Like, I saw someone wearing, like, an actual, like, religious necklace, like, around it. I don't remember what it was. It wasn't a cross or anything. And they're wearing it. I'm like, oh, they must be a Supernatural fan. I'm like, no, wait, this actually has religious significance. <laughs> That's funny. I saw someone wearing a shirt at Disneyland that was a Supernatural shirt. And I can't remember. It was, like, really, like, subtly Supernatural. Oh, it said, like, say within the salt lines. Uh. And I was like, I like your shirt. <laughs> I still like the shirt that you got me, which is to keep calm and carry on my weird son. Oh, you're welcome. I do like that shirt. <laughs> Christina and I have gotten each other some pretty good fandom shirts. She got me one with, um... Quidditch rings on it that says I'm a keeper, which I also enjoy. I completely forgot about that. <laughs> I wear that shirt from time to time, and I really like that shirt, too. I was super excited when I found that. I'm like, oh my god, I need to get this. I got my sister, hopefully she's not listening to this. She doesn't know how to, so it's fine. <laughs> she, I got her for Christmas a workout shirt that says, let's get down to business to defeat the buns. 
<laughs> and it has Mulan like like lifting weights. Nice. <laughs> anyway, um, <laughs> like you should literally see the living room for my apartment. It's like the only artwork I have in that room is the Doctor Who Disney crossover art. Oh really? Like all my giant stuff and everything, are, Beatles are in different places. Yeah, I need to get rid of that ginormous Twilight thing on my wall. <laughs> but I know that our friends spent a lot of money on it for me, so I don't want to take it down because I feel bad. It's very well done for what it is. I know, and I know they really like they really wanted to get it for me, so I don't want to take it down out of respect for them. Mm-hmm. But I'm like, I don't know how much longer I can stay with this. <laughs> um. Anyway. Ship moments. I literally did not... It's like you were speaking a different language. I didn't know what was happening. Okay, so I actually have two ship moments okay. that I couldn't decide between. So the first one that Christina's saying she doesn't understand, it wasn't really a ship moment so much as my frustration mm-hmm. between about Steriline, Steric, and Caroline. Steric, oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> Stefan and Caroline... <laughs> Uh, okay. We need Teen Wolf to come back. <laughs> Stefan and Caroline on the Vampire Diaries. I feel like they've been teasing us with it for about a, a year and a half now, and I'm just like, okay, I like Steriline. When is it going to happen? <laughs> Who's Caroline? The blonde girl. Okay. Candace Ackla. Yeah, that doesn't help me, but okay. <laughs> the blonde girl with the curly hair. Okay. And then... So, yeah, that was sort of just my frustration about that. That's why I put it on there. Okay. But my actual ship moment is sort of a weird one. It's from, it's from New Girl, which I didn't think would actually be a ship moment. But I love the new teacher, Brian, and Jess together. I think they're adorable. It's Julian, um, Julian Morris from Once Upon a Time, Prince Philip. And he plays a new teacher at Jess's school, and she's, like, trying really hard not to, um, not to be attracted to him, mm-hmm. but she obviously really is. So he'll be like, Jess, how was your weekend? She's like, that's personal. You can't ask me that question. <laughs> and this last episode was just completely about the two of them. And I thought it was really cute. I just think they're cute. And that's why they're on my ship for the week. Um, my ship moment is from Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. So it's mm-hmm. kind of the dueling um, Fitzsimmons and Fitzmack dynamic that I enjoy, where it kind of seems like, Simmons and Mac are fighting over Fitz. I just like how she's trying to come in and like act like she needs to fix him and that she was his friend first and that kind of stuff. And he's then Mac is just kind of like, well, I'm here for him and this is how I know him and I'm just supportive and I'm a good friend and that kind of thing. And then Fitz is just kind of like in the middle, feeling all the love. Oh, I like them. I also liked when they had the scene when Simmons was still the hallucination and they were checking out Mac and Fitz completely acknowledged that if she finds him attractive, that's his subconscious finding him attractive. Oh, yeah, yeah, that was funny. I enjoyed that. And he's like, oh, yeah, that's true. Heck yeah, he's attractive, so what? So, now that we've been at this for a really long time... Yep. Which, by the way, I noticed that our last episode was almost two and a half hours long, so thank you for those of you who sat through it and listened to it. I know. That was crazy. 
I finished editing it. I'm like, oh, it's not that long. And then I'm like, oh, yeah, I have the 40 minutes to tack on to the end of it. Yeah. That was pretty crazy. So anyway, as always, you can find us on Twitter by following a little nerd music podcast. You can follow my personal Twitter, A-L-N-M Kelly Lee, or Christina's personal Twitter, A-L-N-M Christina, which she's never on. But sometimes she ghost tweets from the ALNM podcast. I do. Twitter. (laughs) Sometimes I just need to share the emotions. Sometimes it's her, you guys. Sometimes. (laughs) Oh, you can also find us on Tumblr at alnmpodcast.tumblr.com. I am at callmechristinae.tumblr.com. And Kelly is at xoxokellylee.tumblr.com. Yay. Um... (laughs) You can also find us on Facebook by searching for A Little Nerd Music Podcast in your um, search bar. Or if you're friends with us, you can click on the link and please like us because we sometimes post on there. Considering how much both of us are on Facebook, it's amazing we don't post to our Facebook page at all. The other day, I I logged in. I'm like, I am going to post to it. And then I got distracted and I never did. (laughs) Well, you can also find us on iTunes. Search just under a little nerd music and you can download all the episodes. Yay! All 19 episodes until this one comes out. 20! Yay! Um, you can also email us and please do. Our email address is alnmpodcast at gmail.com. We'd love to hear from you guys. Also, if you're from Comic Con, please email us back. Yeah, seriously. <laughs> We're dying over here. Dying. <laughs> And you can also find us on Instagram at ALNM Podcast. Yay. I do like our Instagram. I was a little I was a little iffy on that when you first were like, let's get an Instagram, but now I really like it. Yeah, and then you started posting and you're like, ooh. Yeah. Exactly. So episode twenty one is gonna be our holiday episode. Yay. Yay. We will be celebrating Christina's birthday, my birthday, the holidays. Hunger Games. Um, I will be geeking out about Into the Woods coming out soon. We'll have the Star Wars trailer. I still think the title for the episode should be Happy Birthday, Kelly, Christina, and Jesus. <laughs> okay, we can do that. <laughs> um, for those of you who are as big of Star, big Star Wars nerds as we are, um, the... The trailer will be premiering this Friday, which is the 28th of November, which you guys will be listening to this afterwards. So I hope you saw it. And we'll also have had the trailer for Jurassic World. Also, I don't know if any of you guys care, but in front of Hunger Games, they have the Pitch Perfect 2 trailer. <gasps> Yay. And I am stoked. <laughs> it was awesome. And it's on YouTube, you guys, if you haven't seen it. But it was awesome, and I'm so excited for that movie. It comes out in May of next year. Yay. Well, we'll talk to you all soon, very soon. We'll talk to you all very soon, and uh, thanks for listening. Happy 20 episodes, Christina. Happy 20th. Yay. Bye. Bye. Once I rose above the noise and confusion 
Just to get a glimpse beyond this illusion I was soaring ever higher But I flew too high Masquerading as a man with a reason My charade is the event of the season